1: Once again, that is the sound of rock cracking. But you know what's different about this rock cracking? (laughs) The sounds you heard of rock cracking is the last time you'll hear that in 2021, the last week of an unusual year. There's been a lot of crazy years in my lifetime, your lifetime also. But 2021 is one of the craziest. And we're going to look back, look at some of those uh, crazy times, talk about them. And then I'll play some clips from this past year's show. But let me just tell you, uh, rock splitting politics, and the rocks have been split in this entire year from the beginning to the end. And uh, 2021 is a year I'll be glad to get behind us. It's, it has not been a pretty picture when you see who's in power and what's going on in this country. If you love freedom and liberty, we're losing Freedom and liberty is losing in America, and socialism is gaining strength, although they haven't gone as far as they want to go. But they're still going to take a crack at it in 2022, and they're going to just get ready for it. But welcome to Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics, and I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net we're glad to have each and every one of you as we uh, go through the year 2021 and what it was like what it was and how's it ending one of the things here at the end of 2021 i thought you know you just can't make this stuff up you can go to new york and la and big cities across america chicago and there's just crazy looting going on uh uh, the, these uh r- quick robberies <laughs> and and then uh, police may catch them and they're out on bail and they keep robbing You know in California, you can't put anybody behind bars. It's not a crime uh, To uh, you, you know your police are not gonna stop somebody if they don't have over nine hundred dollars well, if you get 20 people grabbing a bunch of merchandise <laughs> They can get a lot before they add up to nine hundred dollars And it's happening, like we said before, it's not like it's way off from middle America. It's hitting the pocketbooks. It's causing inflation to go higher. That's not the reason of all inflation, of course. But it's not helping any. It's not helping the insurance rates. It's not helping the stores. It's not helping the businesses. It's not helping their bottom line. It's not helping people who don't want to go out and shop because of fear of being mugged. You heard about there's a couple Democrats last week who, who voted for defunding police who want to defund the police. They both got, car, their cars got hijacked, carjacked. And uh, it, it's just, crime is rampant in these big cities. And people know it. And yet they elected the people who are running the show. Uh, what do you know? I think they need to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. How about you? But one of the things I thought I'd never see in new york city there's no bail you don't have to put up bail so if you rob a store if you do something that should throw you in jail well they get out with no bail they don't have to post any bail they're back out on the streets unless you know what will put you in jail up for a year now if you falsify a covid vaccine card in new york state now you can spend up to a year in jail don't I don't think they have bail for that. Uh, I mean, what you probably will have to put up bail if you falsify a COVID vaccine card. Police are going through restaurants checking everybody's ID cards, and then on the streets, <laughs> people getting robbed, and then subway stations, people were being uh, assaulted, and then what happens? They they. Take them to jail, and They bail, uh, there's no bail to keep them there. But <laughs> if you don't have the COVID card, and they'll kick you out of the restaurant, if your 12-year-old doesn't have the COVID card, you get kicked out of a restaurant. And uh, if you falsify that COVID card, you can go to jail for a year. So welcome to 2022 in the United States of America. Are we more free or less free than we were a year ago? Absolutely less free. We see it over in um, uh, in Europe in a mighty way. In some ways, they're talking about forcing vaccinations, holding people down and forcing vaccinations. And in, in the United States, people are losing their jobs. How, how about the uh, chaos at the airport Christmas Eve when they shut down uh, hundreds of flights from the various uh, uh, airlines because they didn't have enough people? They they blamed it on the the omicron uh, COVID variant, but it, it basically it's of the mandates when you got people who say no I'm not going to take the a vaccination, and then they're forced out of their jobs. We are seeing an economy that's trying to rebound from this COVID, and the stock markets. At, you know, near its all-time highs, up and down, up and down. But it's, it's a lot higher than it was before COVID came about. Can you believe that? It's a little bit scary when you start talking about it. Uh, there, there was a quote. Let's see if I can find that quote. Uh, a guy named uh, Burry that, uh, that was good at predicting, I think, the 2008 uh, crash that happened. But <laughs> this is his quote about today's stock market. Mr. Burry said there is more speculation than the 1920s, more overvaluation than the 1990s, more geopolitical and economic strife than the 1970s, unquote. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't look pretty in his point of view of 2022. And what are we saying? Well, I'm not going to make a prediction on what the economy is going to do, but it's, it's scary to me, you know how, We've tried to have some shows talking about cryptocurrencies, and they've been up and down, up and down. It's a roller coaster. But when you look at the whole economy, and you got chaos like you did at the airport on Christmas Eve, where people were expecting to go see their families, they can't because there's not enough workers to get people back and forth. You know, when they say there's not enough workers, it mean pilots, it means mechanics, Uh, does it mean uh stewardess or stewards or uh, flight attendants they're not saying but they don't have enough if you don't have enough mechanics you can have autopilots in the world but you can't fly because everything's got to be signed off on by a certified mechanic when when you're coming in the airport if you got any any issues at all and then (laughs) if you don't have pilots you can't go there's so much, and you talk about the supply chain. Well, there's a supply chain to the airline industry, and that's just one industry. But if you can't run your business, think about it like a, uh, just like an engine in a car trying to get enough gas. If you got an eight-cylinder uh, a motor, you want all cylinders burning, running. If you want that motor to pull and and be at its greatest strength, well, look at the economy like that. Look at the businesses like that. One business is it, is it pulling of all its strength to do the best it can? When you can't find workers, or if there's mandates and you have to fire workers, no, it's not running on all cylinders. If it's not running on on all cylinder, cylinders, then you got less profit. If you got less profit, stock market's gonna go down. If you got less profit, you're not gonna have as many workers. And the number thing the number one thing that people are missing they look at the unemployment statistics and unemployment's going down lowest it's been in, in, in decades because everywhere you go, there's help wanted signs. But the thing that will show if we got a healthy economy or not is the worker participation number and it's low. Low, I think it's 62%. In the past, we've had up to 66% of the workforce. There's a lot of people not working. And this is the Joe Biden economy. Right the first six months, you can say, hey, that's Trump economy. They spent a whole year now. So everything going forward in 2022 is the Joe Biden economy and uh, the Joe Biden gas prices, the Joe Biden uh, tax. How's your taxes going to be when you get ready to file? a lot of crazy things looking at 2022 coming up uh, just touched on some of us hey let's go back and look at a couple of shows let's do that right now and uh we had some great guests last year let's let's uh start off with uh alan dershowitz we uh had him on our show and uh, doc holiday got to interview him one-on-one and uh, here's a little bit of that interview on this week's show we have uh, professor alan dershowitz and he's got a new book, The Case Against the New Censorship. Welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Alan. And
0: Sounds like a great show. What a terrific title. Happy to be on with you.
1: Over the years, I have to say that I've watched you and I've seen you be most consistent and standing up for the Constitution. I haven't always. That's why, I
0: make, that's why I've made so many enemies.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, The
0: people on the left don't like me when the Constitution doesn't support them and I say so and the people on the right don't like me when the Constitution doesn't support them, and I say so. Everybody wants the Constitution to support them all the time, and that's just not the way it happens.
1: Well, I, I really believe history is going to smile on you. Uh, I don't know, a year, a decade, two decades, or how how, how long, but you have been consistent. I have a, a, a liberal friend that we write in a paper, a point-counterpoint, and I, I happened to mention that uh, I would be interviewing you, and he said... Well, Alan's nothing but a turncoat. He used to love you. (laughs) No,
0: that happens all the time. But I'm glad you have a point-counterpoint because that's the American tradition. You know, have all sides of every issue presented. But people on the left think I'm a turncoat because um, I didn't join the uh, campaign to end uh, freedom of speech and due process for those they disagree with. Um, You know, when I defended values they agreed with, the left loved me and the right didn't like me so much now that uh the values that i support sometimes come out in favor of the right not the left you know it's 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 if you're a person of principle you're not going to have a lot of um uh, fair weather friends because the fair weather friends will fall away
1: well thank you for standing up for the constitution and i believe what your book is uh, reading through your book case against the new censorship i guess one of the Sentences that stuck out, and it's a wonderful book. I want everybody to buy it, all the listeners. Uh, it's it really it's up to date with what we need in our country today. But you had a sentence said, during the past several years, the spirit of liberty has been weakened by a growing acceptance of censorship, especially among young people on the left. Well, could you elaborate? I mean, I see this, but I would like to get your opinion on. Uh, what's going on and and why are we why are we weakening the, the free speech
0: well i think it's because people on the left particularly young people think they know the truth with a capital t and uh-huh. what's their truth their truth is that every time a, a policeman shoots a black person the policeman is of course guilty of the crime and you know every time that a woman accuses a man of anything the woman is telling the truth and the man is guilty and every election is fair and every vaccine is perfect and i happen to agree with a lot of those principles but i think they're debatable and i think we ought to have debates about these issues i'll give you an example okay the former uh, bobby kennedy the son of the former attorney general bobby kennedy jr who's an environmental lawyer challenged me to debate on vaccines we have different views i'm more supportive of vaccines he's more skeptical of vaccines we had a great debate And thousands of people listened and watched, and then YouTube took it down. They said, it's okay for you to listen to Dershowitz's side of the debate. He's right. But Kennedy, no, no, we don't want you to listen to Kennedy's views. Well, I don't want that. I don't want my debate to be one-sided. I don't want to win by Google declaring me the victory, YouTube declaring me the victor. I want to win or lose, depending on what people think of my ideas. And so we have to have all sides of every issue presented. And I think a lot of young people don't want to hear both sides of other issues, issues presented. They don't care about free speech unless it's free speech for me but not for thee. The same is true of due process. But we're going to have free speech and due process. It has to be for me, for thee, and for everybody else.
1: Well, Alan, you just summed that up so well. And in school and in college and seeing all the different times I was in school, I loved the Bates. And and I thought it was good. I always learned. I learned from both sides uh, yeah. listening. And that's what uh, I've heard you over the years, over the decades. And, and you've made me, uh, you know, sharpen my mind and look in and dig into things. And that's what a debate does. And yet I see it over and over uh, where a conservative comes on campus and they shout it, shout him down or her down and not even let them speak. And that's just so anti-American what what i feel like and yet how do you see we talk about this trend but how does that trend reverse
0: it's not going to be easy because the old censorship was easy to fight against you just went to court and uh the first amendment was on our side and so we won i litigated a lot of first amendment cases in the last half of the 20th century and i won almost all of them and uh, because we have the First Amendment on our side, but right. when it's private censors, when it's big tech or private universities that are censoring, it's much harder to bring them to court. And so we have to come up with new methods of defending free speech. And that's what I tried to do in the case against the new censors. And one of the first things we have to do is amend section 230, this notorious section, which basically says to the big tech people, look, you can censor all you want, And you can pick and choose, but nonetheless, we're going to give you exemption from any kind of a lawsuit for defamation. That's not what was intended. What was intended was to give them exemption only if they acted like platforms, if they allowed everything legal on the air. But now that they're picking and choosing and deciding which side of a debate they want people to hear, they shouldn't get the exemption of 230, and I hope that will be a change to make that happen. We have to make sure that also people listen to talk shows like yours, podcasts like mine called The Dirt Show, uh, Mm -hmm. books, uh, radio, uh, alternative ways of getting the message across. When they took down my debate on YouTube, we put it up on Rumble, which is an alternative um, platform that doesn't censor. So we have to find ways of fighting back against this uh, new censorship.
1: And that was a clip from our... our, uh interview with uh, alan dershowitz which i thought was a great dig digging into the weed sort of free speech in america today and and you got to hear that with doc holliday and one of the premier constitutionalist attorneys uh you know harvard law school for uh decades now uh teaching so you got to hear that and that was uh one of the great highlights i believe of uh 2021 and doc holidays rock splitting politics so let me remind you you listen to doc holidays rock splitting politics you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net we were looking back over the year 2021 and of course we we can't just pull in clips from the uh, every show of the year but i wanted to get that one of alan dershowitz and uh, talking about his book and talking about the new censorship and it's out there and it's real and conservatives know that we've felt it on so many sides and he's standing up for free speech and we need to do that too even the speech we don't want to hear for years the aclu and others would say let's have free speech and then once the once the progressives the socialists get in control they do not want to hear free speech, only their speech. And we're seeing it in schools. We're seeing it on college campuses. We're seeing it on the uh, air. <laughs> we're seeing it with mainstream media. And like Alan Dershowitz says, it's not going to be easy, but we've got to turn it around. Free speech makes America great. And when, we, when we're when we not allowed to have free speech, it hurts America in a mighty way. Listen. Uh, Listen. <laughs> Uh, let me just say, uh, as we look back over 2021, so much we could look at. And one, one of the things that I put on the, one of my saddest podcasts was after the January 6th, uh, what happened on the Capitol on January 6th when the uh, uh, Trump supporters were basically the way it looks like to me. They were suckered in to go into the Capitol. There is no doubt they were... Uh, federal agents on the ground, and even now, we still don't know the full story. Even this uh, January 6th committee under Congress, Congressman Benny Thompson in the House uh, under Nancy Pelosi's direction, they kicked out any Republican that would have any kind of a real uh, outlook on it, and they turned into a political snowball. And it's doing nothing but collecting things that can be used against Donald Trump in case he runs in twenty twenty four. And they want to use the word insurrection. And how many times have we heard in MSNBC and all the mainstream media calling it an insurrection? There were no guns. There was the only guns were the people, and the only person shot was a Trump supporter. Trump supporters didn't come with weapons and that now they they have some that've been caught with some something they're calling weapons but they were handed out it looks or allegedly looking at videotapes we don't know who were the federal agents but there's quite a few people who are visibly all over these uh all these news clips and video and yet they're not in jail <laughs> and they're being hidden and they don't come out to say anything and anybody that was n- Uh, not picked up, you can almost figure, is a federal agent. There are a lot there, and there's so much we don't know. And I wish the January 6th committee would look at the whole picture. Why did we have so many federal agents there? And if we did, where were they? What were they doing? And it appears there's some people who look like they were probably federal agents handing out some types of what they called weapons, and people who were went in the Capitol or got caught and said, oh, you had a weapon. And, but they were handed to him by, <laughs> by these supposedly, qu- could be federal agents. So we need to look at all of that, so much. But that, so t- 2021 started out with that sad day at the Capitol on January 6th. But then it continued on with the inauguration of Joe Biden. And it was in front of a big crowd. They put up fences. They, they fortified the city with uh, all these thousands of National Guard troops. Nancy Pelosi wanted to make it a military base, it looked like. And it, it's sad. And I mean, it was a sad day in America. And it's sad that we don't know the truth of it now. We don't know the truth between how many federal agents were there, how many were—why were, uh, why did the, why were they kept the federal agents who are on tape or suspected federal agents were saying we got to go into the capitol why was this theme to push into the capitol can we not understand can can we not have some kind of congressional uh overlook into that i mean come on congressman thompson i mean it's very important to know how many federal agents were there did any of them hand out anything that were called weapons and how many went into the capitol and how many pushed people into the Capitol? I mean, I'd like to know. And so uh, have a real January 6th committee. Please, please really look on all sides of what happened there. Instead of making a political, uh, just, you know, using the federal money to, for a political statement. And that's what appears to be happening in many, many ways. But now, let's, as we go forward in 2021, of course, we had the spring that uh, the, uh, everything looked, the vaccinations came through. People were getting vaccinated, and at first you couldn't get a vaccine; just it was limited. And then there was a lot of vaccinations were available. More and people, more and more people got them. There was some people say they did not want to get the vaccination, and it was cool then if you wanted it or didn't want it. And then during the summer they. Uh, at the end of summer the delta variant came out and it was again more and more people were getting it there's another up in the, how many people had the coronavirus infection and then uh, the, this push for vaccinations went to an insane degree and talking about mandates in these cities and where the democrats were in charge were forcing regulations Forcing masks, forcing vaccinations in some cases, or forcing you to get one or lose your job. And and cities shutting down almost, like New York. We saw that. And we saw uh, some states flourishing, like Florida, that had some, you know, had restrictions, but common sense restrictions to keep people healthy, but keep the economy going. And, of course, what happened at the end of summer? The, the supply chain issue started showing up. And I believe so much of it was from these mandates that people had to, uh, if you're a federal employee, you had to get a vaccination or you couldn't work on jobs. And this, you know, several things all wrapping in together, but our economy is hurting. And there's so much money flowing through into uh, people's homes and that some people just stopped working, didn't want to work. The unemployment benefits—they finally ended up in September. We still have help wanted signs everywhere. People are struggling, businesses are struggling, and their people are struggling. And yet, anybody wants a job can get one. So, what does that mean for 2022? That's just—that was a quick uh, flashback, and I'm glad we had that part of uh, 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 Doctor Dershowitz. On. And like I said, we can't uh, go back and hit every uh, show we did, but we did have Curtis Slava on, and he ran for uh, mayor of New York. He's a Republican candidate in the a, a mayor of New York election, but it's always very important. And he did not win that election, but he did come on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics as he's getting ready to start his campaign. And uh, let me play this little clip from Curtis Slava.
2: I'm a populist Republican. I spend most of my time down in the subways of New York City where not only do I greet the voters, but I protect them from all the predators that are causing an increase in crime.
1: Well, uh, we <clears throat> I don't live in New York City, but we keep up. Like all Americans, New York City is a vital part of our country, and we like to know what's going on. And through this, uh, the last couple years, especially of COVID, it looks like new york city has been sort of shut down i wasn't even aware how busy the subways are so are the subways busy again in new york city
2: well the subways are getting busier they're not what where they need to be and that's because a lot of people who could use the subways to get around are choosing not to take the subways because of all the crime you have a combination of emotionally disturbed persons who should be in mental health care facilities getting their medicine, roaming about a danger to themselves and everyone else in the subway. You have homeless people living in the subway. They shouldn't be in the subways. They should be in shelters. And then you have gangs who mm. go from car to car in the subways, uh, just hitting people randomly. It's sort of like a clockwork orange, uh, yeah. assaulting them and robbing them. So they made the use of the subway dangerous again, like it was when I started the Guardian Angels back in the 1970s. So a lot of people were avoiding the subways.
1: Well, crime across America was a huge, huge uh, concern in 2021. What's going to happen in 2022? I think the people in New York are going to wish they had uh, voted for Curtis Slava. We'll see. I hope New York will get turned around with their new mayor. But... uh, (laughs) it's just the last year uh, new york was pushed into a position where i don't know if they're going to recover from it the restaurants were shut down now the restaurants who are struggling to get back and be open they're telling them number one fire everybody that won't get the vaccine and don't let anybody come into your building that doesn't have a vaccine and we're going to check it we're going to send our police we may not be able to keep People from stealing purses may not be able to keep them from hitting you on the head and robbing you. But we're going to make sure we have police in your restaurant to check everybody. And, and if, you got, if you're if you letting people in who are not vaccinated, then they put the pressure on the restaurant, on the business, and shut it down. They're going to shut it down just because people can't get out and eat. They can't go to restaurants like they used to. And so what what gives? We're going to watch New York City and see. We're gonna watch all the cities, and what's your city? You need to be looking at your city. And so much went on last year, uh, everything from the crime in the cities. And and I did a show. I uh, went out to Los Angeles, spent uh, ten days in Los Angeles last a uh, year, downtown Los Angeles, and and you know just seeing what's happening to our cities that are imploding. They're imploding, and it's sad, and it's sad to see. Uh, I remember when I was there, I did not get robbed, and I never felt very dang, in a danger area. Uh, even though I went to some places, there were police presence. and But uh, now <laughs> there are reports where people are leaving their car windows down and uh, on the SUVs leaving the, the hatchbacks open to say, hey, we don't have anything to steal. Please don't bust out our windows. And that something's wrong in America, folks, when that's happening. 2022 is an election year, midterm elections. you got to get fired up. And like we said in this show many, many times in 2021, the socialists exist in this country because of the Democratic Party. If the Democratic Party will not stand up and say, we're going to kick the socialists out because they're hurting us, then don't vote for a Democrat. The Democrats have to get that message: get rid of the socialist, or we're not going to vote for you. I don't care if you're Republican, conservative, Democrat, moderate Democrat. I don't care if you're independent or you can be part of the Green Party. I don't care. But if do not vote for a Democrat until they kick the socialist out, that should be the mantra of 2022. And the Democrats should hear it loud and clear. If they don't, we got to get louder and and. Give them fewer and fewer votes. They'll start to listen then. Listen, it's been an unusual year, 2021. I'm glad we got to spend this time together. This is uh, a the last week before we start a new year. So uh, pray for the best of 2022. Pray, pray that this uh, COVID distraction, this death, this disease, this pathology that's affected so many and it's causing so much harm to our economy and to our leaders who don't know what to do, obviously. I mean, Joe Biden said he's gonna get it under control and it's gotten worse. So we gotta look at 2022 and see what this country can do working together. And when I say working together, we first need to make sure we keep the socialists out of control, keep them from getting positions of authority Because they are ruining liberty and freedom in this nation. And we see it everywhere we turn. Everything we try to do, it's across the world. So please, let's make 2022 a year to pivot toward more freedom and more liberty. Keep listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. God bless you. See you after the new year into 2022. See you then.